0: welcome to the fan bros the show where the bros are fans doodle and welcome internets to another episode of fan bros Bros, the show where the bros are fans or something to that extent hope everyone had a beautiful week and weekend or whatever you know whenever you're catching this show it is your host DJ Benjamin once again in the place alongside my partner Chico Leo's in the house. All righty and welcoming back to the studio the spaceship as we call it are our two female correspondents Tatiana King and Jamie Rigetti.
1: Hey guys. Hey hey, hey Grand Duchess is back.
0: <laughs> nice. Welcome nice. back guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Um, how's everyone's week. How's everybody doing out there. Doing good. All right, thank you. Good, good to hear. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I've had better weeks, but yeah,
0: yeah, you know, but you know, you're gonna power through this. Chico. Absolutely, absolutely. We're here. Yep. We're gonna. We're gonna you're talk, ready some to talk
2: about the Bear and the Maiden Fair. Mm. Oh,
0: Yeah. <laughs> right about that episode, but yeah, let's get to that in a second. Um, I want to thank everyone who's been subscribing to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Thank you very much. Please continue to do so. Tell a friend to tell a friend. A uh, shout out to Arise TV and for putting us on YouTube. And thank you for everyone who's been watching our clip talking about diversity in comics. The numbers are really great and going up. And we'll be back on Arise TV very soon. How did you enjoy that, Chico? I think we talked about it. Yeah, we did talk about it. I,
2: I thought it was definitely. I thought it was really good. I thought they asked a couple of questions that were sort of loaded or had preconceived
3: mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: notions, but I thought the two hosts were great. I was really impressed with the set and the that whole superhero backdrop, mm-hmm. and uh, definitely would love to go back and talk to them some more. Nice,
0: yeah. You uh, know, how's the reaction
2: been since you become a TV star now? Well, you know, uh, a lot of people. I, I, You're famous. I, you famous, know, yeah. When I walk when I walk to the store to pick up some beer or get the newspaper, you know, I, I got people flagging me down in the street, autographs. And, uh, Ironically it's not as much as once this is actually a true story I was in the audience at Ricky Lake cuz I had a friend who was going to be on but he got bumped <laughs> and literally half my neighborhood saw me in the audience at Ricky Lake and I had people coming up to me I saw you on Ricky Lake and it was there were like literally two Two shots of me in the audience. And I was interviewed once for the Sundance channel, and no one saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. So Rise TV Arise is above T- Sundance, A- but below audience but, Ricky but, Lake. Yeah, exactly. Like two quick shots of me in the audience during Ricky Lake. And uh, somehow that 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 was my big uh, that was my big that's a big appearance. moment. Yeah, yeah. You know, all right, I, exactly.
4: I was actually on Ricky Lake once. in you the audience, and she did her little goodbye thing, standing right in front of me. So right. I was also on there. Television. You go,
2: there you go, Ricky exactly. Lake, Ricky
4: man.
0: Lake, and so you got a lot of shine from that too, Jamie. I,
4: a couple people were like, "Hey,
0: <laughs> I had no idea wow. how many people watched
2: Ricky Lake in her, in her day. Oh, she in her was, day, she was
0: doing it. She yeah. was big. We used
2: to come home. Uh, that was like college for me. Yeah, yeah. we
0: we would watch some Ricky Lake. Yeah, she, yeah
2: it was definitely." Yeah, I think it was like mid mid to late 90s. And she she was definitely the view of her day. Wow, that's sad to say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Ricky Lake.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Ricky Lake does not listen to this
0: shit. I seriously doubt it, but just in case. You know, but I don't really know how we can segue from Ricky Lake into
2: Game of Thrones, but we're going to do it right now. Well, she's the maiden fair. <laughs> well, she, went, she went from being the bear to being the maiden fair.
1: Aww. Now, when I first Aww. saw <laughs> it, yeah. i really, really not going to listen to the show now. <laughs> yeah.
2: when, when I, well, no, now she's the maiden fair. You can't, you know, that's a, when I first saw it, the title, I thought that it was the bear and the maiden fair. Like the, like you know, every, the oh, San like Gennaro fair, you know, yeah, like yeah. that kind of thing yeah even though that's i know the san janeiro festival mm-hmm. but um i didn't you know it took me a while to realize it's the the bear and the maiden yeah. fair as if fair maiden
0: which and, is the song that they sing right they've been singing throughout this actually in this season you've heard it like three times already. right yeah. like that's
2: the whole that study. did it did, yep. did it, yeah exactly yeah. but i you know i i didn't uh, i didn't put two and two together yep um yeah, I mean, I feel like you know, in the middle of this is the end of the middle of the season, and uh, got what three episodes, three episodes, yeah, three episodes left. Yeah. So this is sort of the end of the setup, and whatever all the big you know big hullabaloo that's coming is going to come in the in the next two and a half episodes, and then they're going to kind of wrap things up. Yeah, I mean, I have to say it went really the ten episodes it goes by. So I mean, we still got three more, but uh, it goes by really quick. This one was written by George R.R. R. Martin. Mm. He writes like one episode every uh, every season. I didn't
1: notice that in the credits, in
0: the opening yeah. credits. I thought I was yeah.
2: I, I thought I was too, but yeah. He, so he, and wrote he wrote it. the Blackwater episode in the second ah. season. I don't know if he okay. wrote one in, in the first. And I think, I can't remember her name, but I think uh, the this episode was directed by a woman whose name I've definitely seen in credits. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure about that, and I, I should have double-checked that before we came on. But, um, you know, I, I, I thought she did a great job. I really liked the show. I could watch, you know, li- literally any of those two characters just talking in a bathroom for a full hour. Yeah. So the fact that, you know, you get, you know, a lot more than just a bathroom in every episode, you know, all, <laughs> of, all this, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure Star Trek has amazing cinematography and, and, and Iron Man 3 had amazing cinematography and art direction, but I just feel like what you get in Game of Thrones in one episode where they go all, you know, from poor where, you know, Daenerys is or Daenerys was, she's now outside of uh the uh, Nets a, Town. Yeah, yeah. It uh, has like uh an, an Asian name to it. Yeah. Um but you know, Xerxes you go from town. there yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. you go, fake Cersei's town. You go from there to uh, you know, the stuff that's happening in the north and then King's Landing and Hall like you just get all you know, you, who needs to go take a vacation? Every episode of Game of Thrones <laughs> is a vacation. <laughs> no. But um, you know how to? Do, I don't know. I I I'm digging the sort of buddy cop story with Brienne and Jamie.
0: I am. I love that. I was. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll, just, you were I'll just I'll just put it out there. I I thought I don't ever want to watch another episode after
2: this one because of the penectomy. There it is. <laughs> right. See now, castration <laughs> is where they cut someone's balls. But you off.
1: knew this was coming.
2: I, no. I I did not. And no, I not actually...
1: not not from the beginning of the episode, but when right. they when the women were there with Oh, you yeah. you definitely knew that was okay. not going to end. Well, okay. I
2: definitely did not if you would ask me what's going to happen after this. I thought he was going to skin and I did not like he's going to cut off his junk would not have been in my top yeah. 20 yeah. guesses. And I yeah. actually even thought that might not have happened, that like they cut to him doing that. And then the next episode, you find it. out like, uh, he cut his th- you know, but no, I, I understand that this did really happen in the book. Yeah. And, uh, you know, somebody
1: that- has to help me out here. I'm still trying to figure out why exactly he's still being tortured? So,
2: OK. So- um, oh. Yeah.
0: To I mean, just like put it to, to quick story of it is that he's not in this book. Right, like this, all everything that happens to him right now isn't in the book. Right, and so it's referred to later on in the book. Like when he when he appears again, he's been tortured, and so it's like they refer back to him being tortured. But since they have to pay the actor every week, you know, and do the show, he's he has they they to show. And they don't want to forget it. about him. Yeah, okay. and so they have to show him. But yeah, I, I mean, I knew it was coming, I mean, and I know it's Game of Thrones, and I know that this is the type of life these people live. I really thought Theon was one of the dumbest mother you know people that I've ever seen. This episode, like. I understand he's controlled by his penis or whatever, but it's like, dude, you are being tortured, and suddenly some women roll into this place. They are not there to help you out. He's a fool. Yeah, I mean. I mean, he's definitely a fool. It just made me think that it's, like, beyond stupid, though. Like, at that point, it it was just, I kind of lost, like, uh, what's it, broke the fourth wall or whatever. Like, I I lost, you know, my suspension of disbelief. I couldn't. It's like, come on. Like, really? He's going to go like that? Like I'm also
1: over it, though. Like, that's yeah. another reason why I'm like, why are they still no,
2: tortured? Yeah. Yeah. The it's been, been like also, five episodes yeah, where he's being I've, tortured? I'm also over it, and they're all in the same room. Yeah. The, the only thing I can say about who the guy is who's torturing him, I did read online that... "Quote unquote," they that they laid some groundwork for who this guy is Mm -hmm. at the end of season two, Mm -hmm. but I didn't read anything more than that. And this is just my supposition: is just because they've shown him blowing the horn. If you remember when he took Winterfell, there was a guy blowing a horn outside, and he said, "I was like, I want to kill that motherfucker, even if I'm like pierced by a million arrows, I will kill that guy."
0: But that guy would have been um, down with the with John Stark.
2: Yeah. Right, but this guy, I the the, the guy would have not Stark. with Robb Stark. Rob Stark, Rob Stark and, yeah. and I think the theory is that this guy is 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 down with Robb Rob Stark. Stark. I mean, the last time we saw Theon, he was in Winterfell unconscious, mm-hmm. and then his people all left. But so, his people were like, "We're going home." They put a bag on his head. So maybe they they traded Theon. This is just a guess to, to get so that uh-huh. they could get safe passage to because. You know, uh, Rob Stark only wants Theon at that point. I think point. it's
0: pushing it, though, that that horn player, like, right. heard him screaming. Well, that's the—I'm <laughs> saying
2: that—I agree. I, I'm just saying that they said—that I read somewhere that they laid the groundwork. But I, I would also imagine, like, I would be down on the show if they don't tell us who he is. Oh, they will, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah.
1: M- minus the extended torture. I, right. I, I enjoyed actually enjoyed this episode because it was—finally you got to see Danny because she was gone for a little bit. Yep. Yeah. And, her,
2: and her dragons.
1: And her dragons. And yep. did they get bigger? Yep. Yes. Oh, yeah, Oh,
2: yeah. They're definitely they got bigger. bigger yeah, right? yeah. They're definitely bigger. They're eating a nice diet of raw meat. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you see how when she uh, she tossed that meat up? Yeah. yeah. When the, I was like, oh, <laughs> she's playing with them. She playing with this guy. She, oh, she's like, oh, I'm going to show you. You're going to learn today. <laughs> I like
0: how he got introduced as a uh, master of men, though. Like, yeah. Yeah, like you roll yeah. in as a slave owner. Like, come on, dog. Like, people well, they, are making dumb decisions. I was like, y'all don't
1: know episodes. her. Y'all
0: don't
2: know yeah. her. There were a lot of scenes where various characters were presented with, like, multiple titles. Yeah like normally we know Daenerys as you know just mother of dragons, dragons. but here they were khaleesi of the great you know yeah, she had a she few, had few more titles Dust, yeah. you know like Freer whatever. of yeah. men yeah. yeah and 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 Daenerys stormborn you know mm-hmm. house targaryen so like everyone but there were like three or four moments where people got like their full on you yeah, know, titles, titles and including that dude. Who's uh, an idiot. Yeah, I mean things aren't going to end up for those <laughs> yeah. well, for those people. I feel like
1: she's feeling herself, but it's justified. Right.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: You know, she's coming into her own. You actually trying. You actually starting to see her do some real action. And really make some moves because she's gonna cross the sea right. soon enough and it's gonna be chaos. Mm-hmm. Well what do
2: you think about the ideas? They did say, We'll give you as much boat as many boats as you want, just get out of here. Like her goal is to go to Westeros, and so I actually buy it completely. We've seen many times mm-hmm. that she's anti slavery. Yes. And so she's gonna stick around and free all these slaves before she goes. Yeah. But I did think it was interesting that they they actually were like, here, we'll give you all the boats, we'll drop you off there, we'll take our boats back. You can take your kingdom back and never see us again. If they're
1: like the xenophobic type that they just want out, quote unquote outsiders out of their country, right. then fine, whatever. But I personally just don't trust anybody, so I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah, right. I don't, I don't think they're up to any good at all. Like even with no. just giving her the boats, and I die, and she obviously is not going to take. Well, that you
1: know no, no, wa- no, well, you there's wildfire yeah. on the boats, and when yeah. she gets a certain right. feet away, it right. blows up or something. Yeah. You know.
2: Here's a question. Did Melisandre, when they were riding those boats, when, when Melisandre and Gendry, there's a scene with them, Gendry, Gendry, Gendry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. there's a scene with them when they're riding through like the battlefield of all the yeah. sunk boats. Did she say she was a slave at one point yes. in there? Yeah, yes. yeah. Mm. Yes. So I, I actually think she had be, been a little cartoony. And yeah. that gives her a little more, you know. Like I feel like in the last two episodes, she's become less cartoony and more of a character.
0: I thought she became really human in the episode when she told um, uh, the king that he his fire can't stand us right. anymore. Right, Stannis. Yeah, Stannis. Yeah. When she told Stannis that you know you don't have the strength anymore. No. That that was like because she looked like she felt sorry for Stannis right. for once. I agree. Didn't feel human, but um,
2: but she's got bigger plans, and Stannis can't uh, can't fulfill them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah exactly so i you know and then Stand we had this we had a final amazing the one action shot was the action scene was you know Jamie jumping one handed into the into the bear pit and rescuing him <laughs> the end. That was so good too. You know, which I thought was you know I it was pretty exciting. I mean, it wasn't like it was I mad
1: random. <laughs> oh, Why you come back and they threw homegirl yeah. in a pit? I was like, what? Are we right. in, you know gladiator days? What's I, I'm happening? like,
0: what happened to rape and something like enjoyable for you know like the pit? You know, you know like I don't,
2: I've been to Ben's house. I'm assuming that neither of you guys have a gladiator pit like <laughs> in your backyard. You know what I mean? In
1: there. They want and like, ben, ben doesn't have one
2: either, by the <laughs> way. I just <laughs> want to put that out out there. But do I, have you a know, You like that they definitely they had that there. Like, what else is that for? I mean, <laughs> for you know, feeding people to bears, right? Or just remind people of early episodes of Spartacus? <laughs> just <a big> Spartacus <laughs> shout out. Ben, there. before
1: before we forget, you said you had a theory.
2: Oh
0: yeah, I did. Um, My theory was that Talisa, who actually had my favorite line of the episode as well, "Attack, attack!" Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> To Lisa But uh, yeah I uh, I theory that she's a spy For the Lannisters Ooh Wow Because my friend I was watching with a friend And she was like Look She's writing a letter To her mom You know She's speaking of Valerian And She just kind of Appeared out of nowhere On the battlefield Like hey You know How you doing
1: I felt some type of way about her. It's just something was off, and she's even when she was explaining that oh I'm writing letters to my mom. I'm like yeah, your mom. You're a mom. It's just weird because not to say you can't do that. It's just that you're in the middle of war and you're just like sitting there naked I that was writing weird letters. Too, yeah. It was just off. Yeah, and that's how like you said. I'm glad you even pinpointed that. Because I didn't even
0: notice it. I can't lie, but my friend noticed it, and then I read it
2: on a website today. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe there is something to that. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but I actually do think that's that's a pretty good theory. Um, I have to say I'm a little uh, blinded when it comes to that character. I actually do think you – know, well, no, and I'm, I'm willing to say this because I feel like a lot of the hate towards Egret. And a lot of the love towards Jon Snow that I see online or... or People hate
1: Egret. Yeah. I, I, love- I love her. I love her.
2: She's real. The, well, it's a lot of women who I think wish they were Egret, and they're all into Jon Snow. So and, you're And so jealous. I have to say, I do think... Because uh, <laughs> she actually was on another series that I saw... And um, I, I do. I, I would say, arguably, I think she's the most beautiful woman on television. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so Chico Leo yeah. got a crush on Talisa. Yeah, so, I, <laughs> you know, that actually And, and <laughs> although what's really weird Raven. is she's Charlie, she's Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter oh, wow. yep. and actually does look a lot Damn. like Charlie Chaplin yeah, without she the mustache. <laughs> so that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. So. You know, no, but that's not why I think she's, <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay. And that yeah. wraps up that yeah, section. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, moving on. All right, well. <laughs> All right. can't, can't really top that.
1: <laughs> and that's how you end a segment. Right.
0: Um, yeah, I'd like to move on to Comic Psychopt this week, which once again is yet another issue of Age of Ultron. Uh, this was issue number eight. And there's only two more issues left in this. For those who have been listening to me, rant about this series every week. It's Age of Ultron, where Ultron has taken over the future and killed off most of the heroes in the Marvel universe. Uh, let's see. At last count, Hank Pym had gone into the past. No, Wolverine had gone into the past to kill Hank Pym before right. he creates Ultron, thus preventing the future. Uh, Wolverine does kill Hank Pym and returns to the future. And now the future is completely changed from the one he left. And the one he left was pretty bad because Ultron had taken over. When he comes back, um, he finds out that because of Hank Pym dying, the world went into a war between technology and magic for some reason. And Morgana Le Fay was on the magic side. And I guess the magic side was more evil or whatever. And so they came back and attacked. And they come from Europe with this magic army. And they've been battling with uh, America and Tony Stark, who in this future is like more of a robot than a man, has been keeping them at bay, basically. Hmm. So when Wolverine shows up in the future, he's like, oh, you killed Hank Pym. This is what happened when you killed Hank Pym. This world is just as fucked up as the one you left. You can't win. You can't win. Mm. And the issue ends with Morgana attacking again. And this time she brought a full army. She attacks. Uh, Tony starts helicarriers crash into New York City. And that's the end of the issue.
2: Now you, when you started reading this, you you were sort of feeling like they were kind of like passing time or padding. Yeah, like you were just too much so, padding. Yeah, and that, and 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 then you hit a point where you were like, holy shit, this is the best thing that's that's out there. I
0: wouldn't say the best thing, but it got to a point around issue six and seven where I finally started really liking the series, right. and I'm like, okay, this is going somewhere. I'm enjoying it, but now it's becoming the opposite, where it's like there's three issues, no two issues left, and there's been so many characters and so many alternate futures and. Different versions of characters introduced that it seems like he's at this point. I don't know if he's he just might have lost
2: control of the, yeah, you know, he might have lost control of, it. yeah, all
0: the balls in the air. He's just trying mm. to like introduce all these ideas that some other writer could he's pick up later. A little bit, yeah, like. And when I tweeted it, you know, he was like, I was like, in issue seven, I was like, I don't understand how you're gonna wrap this up. And he himself, Brian Michael Bendis, retweeted me, like, Well, you're gonna be even more confused by eight. Mm-hmm.
2: And, Damn. I'm, and he's 100% <laughs> no, I'm right, right, He's right. like, well. <laughs> he's like, and he's 100% right. Thank well, you, Well, these Bendis. time things, they can actually wrap it up by just, you know, oh, sort they, of. Oh,
0: that's the thing. It's just like with um, Age of Apocalypse from before, it's like they have these alternate futures with right. all these multiple characters. And right. They could just easily just erase it right. and go back to the present and do whatever. So, But like right now, so far in Age of Ultron, you've seen two different alternative futures and both of them have multitudes of characters, so it's going to be interesting to see how he wraps it up in the last two issues but i uh, i wasn't mad at it you know like it's yeah. now, do
2: you think the pacing thing could be? because i feel that way about seasons of tv shows where they start out like they the you know uh the first couple episodes sort of setting up what's going to happen mm-hmm. in the season yeah and then as you get closer and closer to the end of the season the episodes get better and better yep. you know i think of breaking bad the sopranos mm-hmm. y- even uh you know more current shows but um i i wonder if that's an example of like oh yeah know, everything you know, is they're, definitely they're ramping being, up you know like the the uh you know the, there's a, a lot of cross pollination between like people who write mm-hmm. tv shows read comics and people who read mm-hmm. comics watch tv shows mm-hmm. you know like and it's just sort of a a cross pollination going on there
0: and it's also like you said like we said before it's written for the trade so you know right. it's like they're writing for the whole trade but Like I say, I just really want to see how he wraps it up in the next two issues because there's supposed to be a big surprise, super surprise ending in the last issue that only three people at Marvel know. So that's only two issues away, two weeks away. So we'll see what happens. I'm not mad, though, and I have to say if you're out there buying comics, I would recommend Age of Ultron. It's, you know, it's turned out to be a pretty good read overall. Right. And uh, that brings us into our next segment, which is a new segment suggested by Jamie Rigetti. That, that is, who did it the best? And in this segment, we wanted to actually ask the question of what writer or artist or what team, writer or artist, either one or singular, did the best work on a series or a character?
2: Right? Which I think is a great idea. All yeah. right. I'm going okay. okay. for, a, for a new segment.
0: Definitely. So in, for in this first week, we'd like to tackle Batman and which writer or artist you think is the best Batman writer or artist or most influential and why? Yes.
2: So Jamie, you you're, this you, what this was your idea this it segment. Was. What's your uh, what's your take on um,
4: that? maybe I have too many balls in the air too because <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> It is it is a problem it's, with Batman because he's, yeah. you know, he's are in 75 I think,
4: years of I think overall this is going to be a, a hard topic, but I think that's why it's a good one for, yeah. for for, you know, the show. Um you know, I I think for me maybe Grant Morrison Um, but, but, no, maybe Jeff Loeb. It's really hard. Um, I, I was a big fan of the Arkham Asylum little, like, one shot Grant Morrison did Mm,
0: back in, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: Which was just so, um, I actually randomly found it. My dad and I were walking in Forest Hills, and we found a bunch of books by the garbage can, and we're wow. crazy. So we are like free books, right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, take, you gotta take, that.
4: take them home. And there's Arkham Asylum, and a like perfect hardcover edition of Kingdom Come. Wow, so it was, it was wow. awesome. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, um, that was how I kind of read. Yeah, seriously, read Arkham Asylum, and I was just blown away because it's so dark. And, and there's just – the artwork is really pretty crazy, too. I, yeah. I don't remember who did it's it. It's
2: Dave McKean who right. actually did yes. all the Sandman covers. Yes. Mm. And it,
4: ha- it has that same feel. Yeah. It has that really, like, it does. grimy almost. Right. Um, but it was just – for me, it was interesting because it was a, a definite reimagining of – especially the, like, the, the classic Batman characters. Like, people like Mad Hatter, who he makes like a pedophile, basically. Mm. And it just takes it into that really, like, messed up dark area. Um, and I think Killer Croc is in there too, but he does it as like some sort of skin mutation. So it just made it more real, which I think was a nice precursor to, um, the whole Dark Knight trilogy, which brought Batman back into kind of reality after the whole, like Batman and Robin fiasco. Um, but just making these, these guys scarier, but real that they really could happen. I really enjoyed that. Um, but, but then, you know, I can't discount things like The Long Halloween or Dark Victory and you know. See, I've never
0: hard. read uh, The Long Halloween.
2: I, I've never, long Halloween's fantastic. It really It's is. really, really okay. great. Okay. I, I'll, I'll, yeah, I, I will bring I, I have too. it. I, yeah. One nice. of us will bring it. Yeah. You should definitely read it. And
4: even, I, what I like about Dark Victory is that, you know, Robin has always been problematic within the Batman universe because yep. of the whole very weird pedophile, you know, kind yeah. of we <laughs> <me laughs> talked about that yes, with Dallas. Yes. And yeah. I know that it's 100 percent there early on he's a cheese ball in the tv show and then you know again he's just never been used the right way Mm -hmm. but dark victory actually is really interesting because it it just it has that the same tone as like the long halloween but it just it, it i think it does it right and i think it's the only time where i've seen robin as a kid done right Mm. Um, so it was really interesting because they really mirror Bruce and his whole like what happened to him as a kid with his parents. And so you see him damaged as a child and, and how that was reflected in what he saw in like Dick Grayson. I, I thought it was really good. Um, so, you know, I think it's the only time Robin's gotten, you know, a fair shot sort of as a kid.
0: OK. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I haven't read the Loeb and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I think my most influential or like my favorite Batman would it, it's tough once again, like you said, because so many. But I would either go with Grant Morrison for I've I've also never read Arkham Asylum, which is um, another I'll one. Yeah, definitely bring it. Yeah, in. <laughs> definitely. But I've read most of his Batman run from the start all the way into Batman RIP. I read mm. the return. I was rereading the return of Bruce Wayne today. Mm. So I would say Grant Morrison because of Damian Wayne. I think he's mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters. He's definitely my favorite Robin ever. Mm, and wow. yeah, and I love the introduction of him. I just loved how he grew as a character. But then if I had to say my most influential, it would probably still be uh, Alan Moore with the Killing Joke. Mm. Because it's like the Killing Joke was the one where I just, uh, it made me like Batman as a character. Like mm. I never really considered him as anything where I was like, uh, you know, whatever. And then reading the Killing Joke, it's just like, okay, Batman's the coolest dude out, mm. you know.
2: Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I, and I remember when, when that came out, yep. actually, I'm you know dating myself. But I remember getting that and being totally blown away yeah. by, by, by the Killing Joke.
0: And you also had to put Frank Miller up there too. Yes. I know with, yeah, for sure. yes, you know, with Year One and Dark Knight Returns, you had to put him up there.
1: That was going to be my answer yeah. because yeah. I'm I'm not as well versed in the, you know everybody's names some of you guys are, but that is one name that always stuck with me. And Year One was the most influential for me. Definitely, for sure.
0: and Year I love Year One for how they how you treated Catwoman too in Year mm-hmm. One. Yeah, yeah, because Catwoman became like the tough girl, mm-hmm. you know, and everything and.
2: Well, I think year one and Arkham Asylum came out like near each other. And that really is the moment, you know, there there are these periods, you know, Batman was this was sort of a darker version of Superman in Mm -hmm. the 30s and 40s. Mm -hmm. Then in the 50s, as superhero comics became less and less popular, he became really campy. Like that version they do on the TV was because that's how the the comic was in the 50s -hmm. and into the 60s. Then Denny O'Neill, uh, uh-huh. who actually edited The Dark Knight and Killing Joke, yeah. um, Denny O'Neill took over the writing of um, Batman in the late 60s and brought and, and with Neil Adams drawing it, yes. there was this maturation. Like, it mm. matured, and it became... That's where the first time... That, like, that's where the Dark Knight... I mm. mean, they might have referred to him as the Dark Knight in the past, but that's where the Batman that we know came. And I feel like they were doing that Batman until basically... The the Killing Joke, the yeah. Arkham, yeah. all these things came out within like two years of each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. But I got to give Denny O'Neill props for sort of dragging it out of that campy, holy, you know, whatever Biff. Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bam. And that's where like the stuff that Dallas always talks yeah. about, like Talia kissing Batman. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. That's all in the Denny O'Neill, mm-hmm. Neil Adams run. Um, incidentally, I think Denny O'Neill also was writing Iron Man later when Iron Man became an alcoholic. Yeah, I think crazy. you're right on that's that. When, and I love O'Neill's that. That's when yeah. I started really getting and that's into it. When, yeah. yeah.
0: I read those as a kid. They yeah.
2: I, yeah.
0: Fucked me up. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you no. Know,
2: that was the most serious thing. Like, you couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine anything worse than than, than being an alcoholic at the
0: that time. The issue yeah. when Iron Man is, when, well, when Tony is like in the yeah. snow and he's like, yeah. he's he, like, um,. Pawning his yeah. coat yeah. to get Haunting another is, bottle of yep, liquor yep, it was yep. just i mean i was like 10 and it was just yep.
3: like what?
0: <laughs> but yeah speaking so, on denny o'neill and neil adams like i have to say neil adams i mean for those who don't know neil adams is a god like there's not right. much more to be said about it he's just one of the greatest living comic artists of all time he's also a maniac though if you i don't know if any of you have read his latest series the batman odyssey now mm-hmm. oh my god this is a side note but we have to talk about it one day it's like one of the most ludicrous series ever right. like i mean he's he kind of reveals himself as a racist in it right what yeah i mean he, why is it
1: why is it why would you say it's crazy i mean you it, said it's ludicrous actually no it is
0: ludicrous they did a long series on on comics alliance mm-hmm. where they were reviewing every issue and it, that's the only reason i know about it so much yeah. because i would read their reviews on it and just the the levels of insanity that this series went to were just like out of control. Like Batman travels to the center of Earth. He rides a dinosaur in it. He meets um, oh, doing mutants underground. Still- <laughs> There's all kind of just blatantly racist. Like like Star Wars. Like George Lucas had his worst levels of racism, right. you know, mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. And it was just horrible, and I think they're doing a sequel to it right now. Actually, I think yeah.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. This That's is the amazing. most terrible yeah, story yeah. ever. But well, we're making a sequel, right. right?
0: Yeah, I mean it's Neil Adams. You know, he moves units yeah. when his books come out, yeah. so it's like. And Damn. I think a lot of people bought it for the train wreck that it was. You know, mm. just to watch wow. it. Wow. Yeah, because I mean, I'm gonna see if I can get a copy to everyone in here, or something we can, you know, download or something, yeah. so we can check it because it's something that needs to be talked about. It is mm. like
2: insanely bad. So my my problem with uh, with some of these like I really liked Arkham Asylum mm-hmm. and I liked the early Damien stuff with Grant Morrison mm-hmm. but I didn't I didn't like the whole sort of arc and when Grant Morrison before he was doing Batman and Robin he was actually one of the regular either Batman or detective writers yeah. and I thought he did really good stuff yeah but I didn't think it was sort of up to the like groundbreaking like myth shattering you know like I can feel I that. thought that the twelve issue thing he did on Superman was a much better oh, Superman yeah, thing yeah, than the Batman. Yeah stuff he did. And then Frank Miller, I, I, I have to agree with Tatiana. Like uh year one is 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 flawless. Just yeah. flawless. Mm-hmm. Although he just wrote that, David Mazzucchelli drew it. Yeah. And he wrote and drew the Dark Knight, which I also think is pretty incredible. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I didn't like his what they call the goddamn Batman, like the Batman that. Oh, he did but later that shit was Lee. the, the All Star. I know, it was yeah. Hilarious, I mean, the, the thing is, it was just. I mean, the Jim Lee art is gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, and and J- Jeff Loeb also wrote uh, Hush. Yeah. With, that I was Jim actually going to bring that up. Yeah. That was uh, that was also. I hear people very hate good. Hush though. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hush! <laughs> yeah, Hush oh, oh, I mean, the only thing you can bad say about Hush is I think it introduces a character. Like, doesn't it reintroduce Jason Todd? Is is it there? Like, it, no. It- I- I can't remember. It's not, not like not a real Jason Todd. Not, yeah. not okay. Not, yeah. Then it's not in there. But I, I thought there was something that Hush opened the door to that later yeah. became sort Hush of was, out of control. But Hush was written by Jeff Loeb, yeah. who wrote. Uh, he did a lot of stuff the with long Tim long Sale. Halloween, he right. did a yeah. long Hollywood uh, Halloween Dark Victory. Yeah. He did a Catwoman thing. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they did a Catwoman thing Went together. and little known fact: Jeff Loeb wrote Commando, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, well, movie. Je- are
0: Yeah, that's that's funny because Jeff Loeb is like one of those writers that people love to hate. Right. Right. he wrote Ultimatum, which right. is absolutely terrible. He was but, an X-Men writer for a while, I yeah, believe, or one uh, of the X-Books. And people hate that run, but his Ultimatum is terrible. But damn it, Jeff Loeb, you wrote Commando. You are right. God in my book. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> I can ever say against you again. But Salutes.
4: I, I actually really, I was I was going to bring it up. I really like Hush. I thought, it. you know, it's. I'm, I'm a big Selena and Bruce fan. So okay. like you get your. you shipper. You, I am. I'm a shipper. And you get that a in. A shipper? There.
2: Wait. Um, it means you want, like, a relation. Like, anyone who's a fan of, like, Scully and Mulder getting yeah, together, shippers. It's a, ship. or a, shippers. I'm, it's a I'm relationship. A, it's short for shipper. I'm a one. Yeah. Uh, so wow. you're, a fan. So if you're okay. a fan of two characters. Like, if you were the a fan of tool. Brienne yeah, and yeah. Jamie becoming friends, it would be called, they consider, like, a, it's an online term. Nice. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. I'm learning yeah. something. Wow. I think,
0: and
4: then slash is, like, the gay versions. Right. Yeah. Anyway. But, you know, I. So, <laughs> i do i, I ship bruce and, and selena so anyway you definitely get that there and it's really interesting because he kind of lets her in but bruce is so damaged that of course his paranoia takes over and it doesn't work out um but i i like hush as a character because i j- it, he's the anti bruce wayne mm, they're wow. the same person essentially they're best friends as kids but he wanted to kill his parents and then he kind of failed And, you know, and, and you know, he hates Bruce because Bruce got what he wanted because Bruce's parents died. Wow. And this is his vendetta. It's it's just kind of dark and and kind of screwed up. And I I like that, though. And I just think and I always kind of got angry at the whole, um, you know, Dark Knight trilogy because I felt like Hush would have been a fun character Mm. because he is really dark. Yeah. And you can go really dark with him. Um, but you know, I, I kind of like him. So I always enjoyed that. Um, and then there's like a hush returns and, and they, I liked the whole, um, with the Detective Comics during Grant Morrison's run right. during the whole Batman R.I.P., they did a little Heart of Hush thing where he okay. kidnaps Selina, he takes her heart out, and it was just I, I wow, kind of missed
2: liked that part. Yeah, yeah wow. it was pretty dope. Yeah, I, yeah. I, and I read a lot of those Grant Morrison. Yeah, but I don't yeah, remember I missed that. one. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I think I've read like the issue around that because I remember well. There like, was a reference be being fair, made to it. There
4: was like 400 Batmans coming out at right. that yeah, time, yes, yeah. just because they were doing so much. So yeah. it was just one of the little. I think it was the Detective Comics. Yeah. And I he right. kidnaps Selena, and he looks—he gets plastic surgery to look like Bruce. This is <laughs> really—it goes there, you know. He t- <laughs> t- takes her heart out using like d- you that's, know Mister Freeze's technology. Oh, he shows you how mean I am. Just laughing his
0: face. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, if T'Challa was there <laughs> when Theon was getting tortured,
0: shouldn't have with them women. Right. You know what's going to happen, Theon? Exactly. You're a dumbass. This is all your fault.
2: <laughs> no. Ah! no, no.
0: All right, so for who did it best, I guess we're going to go
2: with... Oh, wait, but oh, you know what? Oh, we still have more? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 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 I,
4: I feel like we got to give a nod to Paul Dini, though, because... Yes, I, I
2: agree. Yeah. I, I also think that he deserves... We yeah. all
4: are gravitating towards the dark, gritty, messed right. up stuff, but you know what? Like, Harley's fun and, and, you know, whatever, but he he made up a character that has become, like, canon. Yeah. 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 One of the few. Really. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, they're still trotting out these, yeah. you know, characters that are 65. I mean, yes, they update them, but you know like the penguin is now like more of like a slovenly crime lord Mm -hmm. you know they do update the characters but or they'll introduce new ones but i feel like harley quinn is there's no other level in like the batman pantheon that's you know wasn't created like 40 years ago or or longer you know
1: and she's really popular
2: yeah i love her her. she's always been one of my favorites absolutely me too so um that's Paul. of but
0: then i was at Bruce Tim was Bruce Tim, Bruce Tim yeah. Tim did
2: some writing and was all, but I think he was the art, the artist. artist. So Paul artist. Dini is more like yeah. who
0: is the okay? I mean, that's another we've talked about this before. But Batman the animated series is obviously one of the best Batman mm-hmm. ever. Yes. So you have to credit that to yeah. Dini yeah. or Tim.
4: I Dini, yeah, I I, I think created yeah, her.
2: Yeah. I'm pretty sure. No, okay. Dini created her, but but who, but who is the, the? I know oh. Bruce Tim's name is definitely. They're both yeah. you know associated yeah. with it because yeah. it's usually
0: called the Tim verse. Right. You know. But I know Denny's name usually comes but I, up. But, you know,
2: it's also, it's because, you know, the artist, like, he created that, that, that look. That style, yeah. yeah. Right, right, Because um. I have
0: to give that, like, we've said it before, but that is easily one of the best interpretations of Batman yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. And, like, it wasn't even that childlike. Like, I used to come home from school and watch those episodes, and there, you know, there's some really mm-hmm. creepy stuff going on in some of those episodes. So it's like, really, really dark.
2: Mm. I guess I just got to say, I mean, I do think Year One and Dark Knight are, you know, 11 out of 10. They're incredible. They're perfect. But I, I guess I really think Neil, uh, that Frank Miller basically lost his mind. Because yeah. I didn't like the second Dark Knight. Mm. Um, I actually did really like the early stuff he was doing with Sin City, but it really began repeating itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But and then uh you know yeah, he, he's he's
0: completely he, lost he's his mind. He's completely in he
2: has completely lost his mind. And so even though the Jim Lee art is just gorgeous in in the, uh, the <laughs> I Bat love Ball those Star Batman. I can't you know it's just there is it's not campy but there's an element to it that's like it's so DC actually said this is not like canonical like mm. this is Earth this is an, in another this is like an Earth B Batman. <laughs> you know what I mean like. I love it,
0: though. And, like, for many people, are even trying to connect that Batman to the, you know, to the Dark Knight Returns Batman. Well,
2: yeah, I think that's what DC's official line is. is that, that, that's that, that, that the, the Frank same, Miller yeah, universe is. is its own thing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And even though they, yeah, they have taken everything from year one, like the image yeah, of the oh, pearls, yeah. which is yep. like sort of the canonical, iconic, now. Yeah, yeah. iconic exactly mm. image of you know bruce wayne's mother dying all they need mm-hmm. to show is just you know yeah. the pearls. pearls lying on and the alley and you yeah. know what what they're talking yeah. about um
4: but i think that's the only thing they'll 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 the, let year one slide. right yeah <laughs> and then that's it yeah, cause yeah. That, that
0: goddamn batman got completely out of control but yeah. i loved it like it was it was definitely out of control but yeah you know so, all right. But we can leave that for the fans and for all our listeners out there. We'd like to know who do you think did it best on Batman. And Absolutely. We're, we're definitely going to bring this segment back. But please hit us at Fan Bros Show at Twitter. And, you know, we'll check it out. We'll let you know. We'll read the best comments next week. Uh, let's take a short break right here, and we'll be right back with more Fan Bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jermaine Swish, a.k.a. John Constantine. One half of Mr. Mrs. Mississippi Zone. Listen, I'm a fan, bro, because I rap Hawkeye, Batman, and I be on my Walking Dead shit. So if y'all mess with the real like I mess with the real, then y'all messing with fan bros. Subscribe on iTunes like I do. One. And welcome back, internets. We're right back here once again. You know, you've been listening to the show. Hopefully that short break wasn't too long. And we'd like to discuss some news in the comic world, actually. Uh, Grant Morrison one of my favorite, probably my favorite comic book writer of all time, is announced recently that he has a new Earth-1 graphic novel of Wonder Woman, I think it's called. It's going to supplement. There's already been an Earth-1 Superman and an Earth-1 Batman graphic novel. and it's Did he been, write
2: both of those, too?
0: No. Oh, okay. And he's, but he's been working on this Wonder Woman story for a long time now, from what I understand. I think it was a miniseries at one point, then a regular series. Now it's going to become a graphic novel. But it's announced, and he's going to bring it back this year. And in the announcement, he made an announcement that he said that the problem with Wonder Woman sales, why she'd never been able to sell, is because the sexy was taken out of her. Mm-hmm. The va-va-voom, as he mm-hmm. put it. And so mm-hmm. he feels that he has a way to bring this back in, and he feels that's what will make Wonder Woman hot again. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jamie Regetti brought this to my attention, and mm-hmm. I think she has something to say about it. <laughs> I think by her oohs and her well, well,
1: first, tell that to the, uh, the character model who drew her. In injustice, oh lord,
0: yeah, oh. Uh, that brought chest. the sexy. They one a it. little bit
1: or overboard, yeah. but
0: uh, where she had,
2: does she have like that scoliosis where her <laughs> ass is sticking out and her and her? Not boobs
4: even though, not yeah. even yeah. like, yeah, it's. Yeah.
1: it's Oh. Yeah.
4: No, well, well, here I will say, just to preface it, that the artwork that they released, the, the little looks bit of artwork great. looks ridiculous. Yeah. It's got like a Greco-Roman feel. It's really cool. She's choking someone out with chains. Yeah. Um, Even
0: like the panels, the way they were doing the panels yeah, looked like some really, ornate really cool. art. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
4: So that, you know, hey, go for it. Um, and you don't really see her in terms of like, I, I can't nitpick like, oh, she looks like really slutty. I, you can't really tell. No. So she looks badass. So that's, yep. that's cool. But yeah, you know, I mean... So I have kind of become obsessed with Wonder Woman since we all kind of talked last time. Yep. Um, And I just, you know, they... uh, So they wanted, you know, they, they took the sex out of Wonder Woman and that's his kind of thing and he wants to put it back in. I just feel like it's always going to be problematic because... Um, There's nothing wrong with her being sexy. There's nothing wrong with her being a sex symbol. But, you know, with comics, it always tends to kind of be a little outlandish. And so you're never going to get like your normal sexy looking character. She's going to look, you know, ridiculous or Mm -hmm. whatever. So there's that. But I also feel like even in like the original um, kind of origin story for Wonder Woman, where she is this Amazonian warrior and falls in love with some, you know, some soldier. Do you, Trevor? Right? Yes, yes. yes. And, and she basically trades lives with Diana Prince so she can be a nurse and be near him. <laughs> and I'm just like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, really? I, I'm a fierce warrior, but let me be, a, and a nurse. Like, I could, I could get on the that, queen, too. But, you know, but, you know I'm going to be a nurse, not a doctor. No and <laughs> offense to nurses out there. No, it's absolutely just that- not. But, it, but I think it also speaks to the time where women yeah. could only be nurses and could yeah. not be doctors. So it's definitely not disrespect to any nurses, but um But but again, you know you're 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 a powerful woman, but you give it up for love. It's like the Little Mermaid, right? I'm gonna give up my voice, symbolic, <laughs> right? But um, but you know I I love Wonder Woman. I I'm I'm definitely like getting more into her. Um, and I actually saw comments where people were like, oh, I really hope that they bring back the whole Steve romance. And I'm like,
3: really,
2: what?
4: really, like
2: you yeah, want to go Yeah, because D- DC got rid. Yeah, they of that. got rid of when all they, that. And they reintroduced they, her, they she's turned part-
4: her into like. Zeus's daughter and people hate that too which right. I, I actually don't have a problem with I don't that. have a problem with that I think that's kind of cool she got all of her little traits from like the goddesses Yeah, right. I, mm-hmm. think I prefer that's that cool. version yeah. of her to be the
2: honest with you Athena, yeah. yes. the wisdom of Athena the something of Artemis I think the, it's really yeah. cool and oh,
1: yeah. it's easier to read into it's easier to write into that when you have the Greek pantheon, panthenon yeah. it, if you can even draw on Roman mythology too mm-hmm. like that's I, that's believable to yeah. me I, I mean, think it's really cool but people
4: yeah. hated it apparently and they want the romance back and I'm like really? We're going to, you know.
2: Yeah, that's so. whack. I mean, I, I definitely like the, the, like you guys, the whole Greek thing. Yeah. yeah. And I, the only thing, I think they waited too long and I still feel like and I was talking about this on Twitter today with, with someone. I think Xena kinda stole mm, a lot of, of Diana, mm-hmm. you know, Wonder Woman's Thunder, the non superhero side, but she I think there's two generations of people out there that if you say Amazonian queen or Amazonian princess, they'll think of oh, Xena Zena. Mm-hmm. before they think oh, yeah. of Wonder Woman. Yeah.
1: But see that's good that you brought up Xena. Zena is a good example of okay, you wanna bring the sex back in fine, but they balanced it out with her. Yes, oh, she it. Was great. She exuded sexiness. Yep. Yeah. Not and, and it wasn't overt. Like it wasn't like she she was always tr- showing her ass all the time or anything like that. It, she, you still believed in her. You still thought she was a serious character. You still believed in her cause and what she was about. You always thought she
2: was badass. And you always first, thought she was yeah. badass, like, you know.
1: right? It wasn't like yeah. oh she's a, a sexy mug. No, yeah. she's a badass first. Yeah. Oh, and she good look looks yeah. good yeah. too. Yeah. And I don't understand why that same kind of thinking cannot be applied to wonder woman yeah. at least for as a as a girl when I, growing up reading about wonder woman and watching wonder woman that's how i felt i was like oh because i was i was used to the the greek style mm-hmm. of it and i was like okay well you know she's a badass first she could hang with the big dogs at the same time she stole a woman she's beautiful all this other stuff what i wanted to point out was uh, and it pissed me off after <laughs> i actually read <laughs> <laughs> it pissed me off so much after i actually read the um article mm-hmm. you sent jamie that it was almost a little inter- literal interpretation of the adage sex sells. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The yeah, fact yeah. the fact that he said that, he literally yes. said because there's no sex in this, it doesn't sell. Mm-hmm. No, it's not selling because you guys are doing crap stories right. just to keep the name. Yep. Yeah. Just to keep the license. Remember, well. didn't we talk about that? Like, you only need yep. to make three or five comics. Yeah, they three need to or publish four, yeah.
2: four issues a year. They and it doesn't really matter. And, and just to keep the rights so that they can, yeah. you know, keep marketing all the Wonder Woman Christmas ornaments. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let me jump in, though, and say, like I said before, Grant Morrison is one of my favorite writers, and I've never known him to write, like, weak female characters right. or anything. Right, I agree with that. His Justice League he- is could have one just the, been saying so why would he want to bring
1: back that Steve story? Like why or whatever? What? No, he didn't say that. Yeah. There were con- okay. people the
0: okay. were commenting, commenting saying
1: that, which I was a little shocked.
4: He by. did
0: say bring back the va va though. Yes, that is him, and like I understand your all points too because it's it's like you don't say that when you're writing Superman. You don't be like yo, right. Superman needs some sex in there, or yeah. you know this book isn't. Oh, we need to show his
4: chest. Just- yeah, it's <laughs> like, like, I don't care nah, about that. None of that I don't care about that. But well, I think that's going back to what we were talking about the first time around that most writers don't know what to do with wonder woman because she is as powerful as let's say superman yep. I mean, she can kick batman's ass for sure easily but she's a woman and i think that in part they added in the whole romance thing to make her relatable as a woman because she has to have a soft side she has right. to you know and, and and i'm like i don't know you know i, I, I again know. i don't think she there's nothing wrong with being sexy but if you're making her have some sort of romance or sex appeal to make her a woman that's a little sexist, to
2: me. right? No one's saying Superman needs a girlfriend. Right. Batman yeah. needs a girlfriend. Right. You know what I mean? In the way they're like to be oh, believable. Yeah, Wonder Woman is incomplete but, without but a baby But you know what? Ridiculous. To be,
4: but I think that's because if if Batman's out there kicking ass, that shows he's a man, right? No. But if Wonder right. Woman's out there kicking right. ass, then she's too. Massive. That drives me nuts. She's yeah. I an Amazon. Absolutely. She's an
1: Amazon. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. She's she's an,
2: an Amazon. If you, yeah.
1: if, if nothing else, read the story of what an Amazon is. It's just like, and, and another reason why I like the fact that it was based off of more mythology because people at least in the u.s learn about that as they're growing yeah. up yeah. And learn about that in school yeah. Definitely. so that should even tie into your to your normal knowledge and knowledge of history if you will mm-hmm. so i would think that would even make you more more into it like mm-hmm. okay well this can actually happen she doesn't necessarily need to have a boyfriend or a husband even or anything like that that she can stand on her own mm-hmm. just kicking ass I, I don't understand and another reason why it drives me nuts i don't understand when they say things like that but then Look at stuff like Injustice, even, or even any of the cartoons where you see them fighting. You see these girls getting punched in the face mm-hmm. and kicked in the in the kidneys and all this other stuff. And they're taking the hits just like the dudes. And there's no apology about it. There's yeah. no, well, you know, well, yeah. she's a woman. We got to make her cry. It's nothing about it. It's, she's a superhero. She's yeah. a meta human, Whatever word you want to use. She's getting the life, snot, you know, the snot kicked out of her just like everybody else. And she's getting up and going at it like everybody else. So that's what confuses me. Like, why even... Bring that into the game. And, and, and
4: one of the ways that they've always counterbalanced her being this warrior is by giving her um, a very like human like she has a lot of empathy. Yep. Right? And so it's well, she should. Yeah. Right. And and so it's not just she's out there killing people. She is just it's legit justice. And I know that there's um I can't even remember what it is. But there's there's a comic where she kills someone because. The only way for, um, I think he's, like, killing Superman or something. Uh, Max Lord. yeah mm-hmm. When she breaks, Max yes. Lord's neck. Sorry. And and the only way for Superman to, like, live is if she kills him, so she kills him. Yeah. And then everybody hates her for it. Yeah. But she made that tough call. Yeah. Which is something that, like, you know, you got to think about little girls reading this and, and looking for someone to look up to. And if you're seeing a strong female character who's not just flashing her tits and yep. selling, you know, sexy, I mean, that that's why it's important to me and, and I'm yeah. sure to you, too, because... The, we grew up reading these things. We grew up trying to see females who were powerful and, you know. Right,
1: and, and, and I understand that, you know, these are fantasies too. So yes, mm-hmm. you're going to have you know, like we said, the super, the power girl with the oh, with the yeah, window yeah. and all that <laughs> stuff, the, the boob window, whatever. But and that's fine. I really don't care as long as the, there's real character, right? A real right, character right. and real stuff going well, on.
2: the the two things that I w- I would say are Grant Morrison did write Wonder Woman mm-hmm. when she was in the JLA when he was writing the JLA in the in the late '90s, and he did write her as this Greek Amazon, mm-hmm. and he definitely, you know, and so and she wasn't like namby pamby sexy. So I would I would be surprised you know if, if, if his take is, is that different but on the flip side uh, shortly before he took over uh, Wonder Woman sales went from like 50,000 copies a month to like 150,000 copies a month when Mike Diodato came on and he drew her, it was like the alt. It was like the most cheesecakey stuff that DC was doing mm. with the ass shots, mm-hmm. and it, it was a whole storyline where she was on Paradise Island. So it's all these scenes where she's frolicking with other Amazons mm. and <laughs>
1: wearing like a dead or alive and it's, bikini. And it's, yeah,
2: and and it's it's actually one where they they redo the contest and she doesn't win, so uh, Artemis yeah, yeah, yeah. becomes uh, yes. Wonder Woman for like ten or twenty, and then, like she, like, 12, and then and Artemis dies. actually dies. Yes, yeah, and and even the way like Artemis is drawn when she's dead right. it looks. Like a bukkake scene, like oh she's God. covered in all this like white goo okay. from the demon that she killed, <laughs> and she's all like just splayed out and <laughs> bloody, and her uniform is all ripped, Aww. and you know it's just they're definitely. But sales did go up yeah. hugely, and then John Byrne took over after that, so the sales didn't drop again until a little while into John mm. Byrne's run, because that was really one of the not one one of John Byrne's lesser lesser things. But so my point <clears throat> is that they do when they put sexy artists on Wonder Woman, it does sell. Mm. And so there is this, and and, and it also speaks to they don't have many female, you know, characters of that level, Mm -hmm. you know? Like,
1: I recognize that you need to, like, if you feel like it's maybe more enticing, okay, Right. But like, don't add in all the dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to be a queen because I want to go be a nurse and hang with this dude. Right I, right.
0: I think my favorite interpretation of Wonder Woman besides like Grant Morrison and stuff and like some of the old issues when, you know, I can't remember the writers was when they had a, on the Justice League Unlimited show with Bruce Tim. once again. At one point they had Wonder Woman become interested in Batman, mm-hmm. like in a romantic way. And in one of the episodes, Batman is trying to explain to her, like, yo, we can't get together because all my enemies would try and get at you. Mm. And Wonder Woman reaches over and picks up a stone and crushes it in her hand. (laughs) And she's like, what enemies? you know and that was like to me the smoothest so, yeah that, that us, was like yeah. so that, pimp like yeah, right that's there. a little
2: ridiculous like i can't imagine like the penguin or the mad Hatter yeah and that right? was like, that, down, and yeah, that was the point that Wonder and Wonder that was the point point. and that
0: episode ends with batman actually singing yeah they they're not
1: that's not right.
2: happening yeah. <laughs> ventriloquist yeah.
0: so, that's egghead I, I <laughs> and i think i think a part of it like we said is just a time you know when steve uh trevor was introduced because i like, personally as a man nowadays I like a strong woman so I don't understand the whole idea of her becoming a nurse you know I'd be like I'd take oh, the but, Amazon you know, I feel and
1: like she's, she's more sexy when she yeah. says strong. stuff like yeah. you know what enemies yeah what she's talking about like I got you yeah
0: it's like, oh, damn that's my girl was yeah. y'all was like Shh. whatever good move all right well so, so we'll, we'll see. will see. Basically, basically when
2: and it's done. Is it done? When is it supposed to be? They're definitely talking is about late it. Later this year. Later this year late
4: it's late this year to yeah. become out. But look, the artwork looked really great and she's choking some dude out. So it's not it did look you good. know, yeah. yeah. It did so, look very and, good. And I, I think what they were touching on is that Grant Morrison does go into the sex lives of superheroes. But if you think about where he's gone, it's it's always a little it's it's not you know to be fair he's done with male characters mm-hmm. but it's never really been overtly like sexist or cheesy yeah. so you know yeah hearing that quote was a little like pump the brakes but yeah
0: but it's Brand Morrison you know right. you have to you, you have to the benefit of the doubt yeah, yeah definitely for sure. so we'll see what happens I mean happens. I'll,
4: I'll be reading it for
2: sure yeah <laughs> all right so well, we'll we'll get back at you with yeah, our reaction yeah,
0: yeah definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for our Netflix Pick of the Week. We still don't have a great name for the segment, but I guess it's working. So, Chico Leo, what's your Pick of the Week?
2: So, there is a, a a British uh, series of movies that's it's a trilogy, although it was based on four books, mm-hmm. and I think they just skipped one of the books. And the the, the trilogy is called the Red Riding trilogy. The books are ti- the, the the individual ones are titled In the Year of Our Lord nineteen seventy three mm-hmm. In the Year of Our Lord nineteen seventy seven It's just the different years Mm -hmm. and it's set in the north of england uh, in a really really depressing period of time um against the backdrop of a series of of murders there's a there's a serial killer out there Mm -hmm. although the serial killer himself is not the subject of of the it's just against this backdrop and there's three different movies and it's really about police corruption and human corruption and um all three of the movies are, are directed by different directors. They're all incredible. Yeah. And um, you you might think, what does this have to do with fan bros? But Sean Bean is in uh, one, one of the movies. Andrew Garfield is in one mm. of the movies. Sean Bean, of course, is Ned Stark. Andrew Garfield is the current Spider-Man. Um, David Morrissey, who plays the governor, is in all three, I believe. Yeah. Um, and... So it, 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 and there's oh the guy who plays actually um, Robert Baratheon the uh, the original king in the in the oh. uh, in, in Game of Thrones is actually the here is the main character or, or one of the main character mm-hmm. of the third movie. So you have all of these actors who and there's others too. Um, uh, all, all of all of these character actors that are you know we know from these superhero things and these fan bro type things and this is them in a really gritty gritty gritty. Um, cop, you know, cop show. And I would say, I mean, gritty is, is even an understatement. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really makes The Wire look like a Simpsons episode. And I definitely think The Wire is the best show on TV. Uh, uh, yeah, no, hold on.
0: Yeah, you're saying... No, I mean, no, no
2: yeah. I mean, wow. I'm mean, i just talking about the level of grittiness and okay. depressing. That's, that's yeah. a like, big statement. Yeah. Like, like, like this world that these people are in is just as horrifying and just as corrupt and people have no way out. And, you know, the, it, 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 I, I don't want you to not watch it because I'm saying it's so sort of, It's really well shot. It's really well acted. It's really well done. Um, Jamie is the first person that I've met uh, who's actually read, read the books or yeah, you're reading yeah, the I'm, books. I'm going now. through them
4: right now. And um, I've, I read the first one in two days. I'm about wow. to finish the second one in two days.
2: Wow.
4: Because um, you can't put them down. You, you really can't. And yet you don't want like, to keep reading either. Because they're just, like, they're that disturbing. Because, um, like you said, it's it's stark. It's very depressing. It's set in the 70s, like, late 70s. Um, is it, like,
2: an alternate past? No, no? it's like no, Margaret it's, Thatcher, and it's the yeah. North, and it was, it's, like, the their North, I think, is sort of the equivalent of our South, in that it's, it's not, you know, it's sort of, there's a lot of people who work in factories. Yeah. It's not as cosmopolitan. And they're very much like feel that they're separate from the rest yeah. of England, the way the South kind of feels like they're separate from the rest of America. Okay. Mm-hmm. and so it would be the equivalent of like during a really bad time here in like a factory town when the factories are closing. Mm. Um, it's and-
4: actually very like Ohio, Pennsylvania. Yes. I was thinking yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I was thinking uh, actually yeah. like like uh was, yeah. the, the deer
2: hunter. You yeah, because that, that it's Pittsburgh uh is- Yorkshire's
4: a really it's the what is it across from Liverpool? So that's the east of, of Northern London. It's a really big chunk. And, um, Leeds is really where it takes place. Bradford, like that whole area. Um, and it's just very, um, the first book is like a child serial killer. The second two books are actually connected, and they're the Yorkshire Ripper, which is a true story. Yeah, the but... Yorkshire
2: Ripper really existed yes. and was really caught. Yeah, and they're not, and so it's, it's not based clear.
4: on it. It's not the same victims. It's not the same killer, but he draws on it. So he kind of made his own version of it in a way. But it's the same like, you know, so, it, it's very similar. Sort
2: of like in the su- summer of Sam, mm-hmm. the Spike Lee movie, which I actually really like a lot, despite the fact that like sur- a lot of Spike Lee movies, it has. Gaping problems, but some. some, some okay, that's all another episode. Summer of
3: Sam
2: has, you know, has some amazing stuff, and in Summer of Sam. Like the son of Sam is not the main character. It's going on while all this yeah, other stuff yeah. okay. is driving. Yeah. So this Yorkshire Ripper was out there for like 10, 15 yeah. years. So this is set against the backdrop of that in this very you know depressed area where the people are are really under the yoke of these corrupt cops. There's a lot of corrupt cops. out know, there. corrupt of land deals. You know, things yeah. like that. Yeah. And 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 you know, innocent people being killed. And you, I mean, you see money. You know, rich people yeah. keeping poor people under their thumb. Mm. And you
4: see characters like the first book I mean is is all one character and you see them slowly be you know get destroyed and it's, that's why it's, it is very similar to The Wire, but right. I, but it is, it's just so stark In, and, and, but it's so well done that I'm, t- it, again, it's the book that you don't want to read, but you can't put down. What's the name and of it again? It's, it's called Red Riding. So there's four books, but the, but the movies.
2: Yeah. The three things on Netflix that we're recommending so are like just they're no, three dates. Yeah. Like one is 1974, 77 and 81. Or, no, no, they no. skip
4: 77. They skip 77.
2: So it's 74, 70, 80, 80 and 83. 83. Yes, yeah. exactly. I can't believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that we both remembered those exact. Yeah. Yeah. But
4: 70, um, so I'm reading books 77 and 80. They're connected, so they kind of condense. Yeah. Well, so that's, they, you know. they
2: are all connected. You There yeah. is an overarching story yeah. that you won't really totally understand the events of 1 and 2 until you yes, see it, the yeah. third one. Yeah. So you, they are standalone, but you are definitely enhanced yeah. by seeing the whole thing. And you won't recognize the guy who plays Robert Baratheon, like in the third movie. He looks completely different and plays a very different character. I think
4: mm-hmm. it's also... Um, what but for me, so I've I've actually never seen The Social Network. Um, so you know, I've I've seen Spider Man, um, but to see Andrew Garfield in this role is is just it's.
0: <laughs> He's a really good actor. He's a, he's a very fantastic. good actor, really, yeah. really good actor. And, and, and
4: I think, especially in this movie, you see it because this is a really dark, messed up role, and he's really, really
2: good. I have
0: to check it because Social it's... Network really, like, I've seen it. Mm. I mean, yeah. I, when I got the DVD, I
2: watched it like. 10 I gotta really, watch it because I, I love really, Fincher, and I really, really, yeah, it's it's a fantastic. Yeah. game. Yeah. I think I think the Social Network was the best movie the year it came out. I believe. It, know, I, I, watched it. I I might yeah. have to agree with. you. Yeah. I watched yeah.
0: it over and over when yeah. I first got the DVD. I don't, I couldn't understand why I would watch it so much. Like. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I it mean just, it, it, it's it's so well, it's just so well shot, so well constructed, so well acted. Yeah, so just, many great performances. It really, you wouldn't think it. So goes against what you know, like a movie about Facebook, or, or like we that okay, good, you know yeah. I mean? With Justin Timberlake and more and whatever yeah, his, you yeah. know, like Jesse Eisenberg, yeah. but like it's so good. Killed yeah, it. I'm gonna
4: have to check it, but yeah, but um, I mean he's fantastic in that movie. Yeah. And and um, just all the the performances. I mean, David Morrissey's a really, really, really fantastic actor. Yes. And I think that, um, you
2: and he know. has the best arc because yeah. he actually developed. Well, yeah. I'm not. I don't yeah. want to ruin it. But no,
4: please, like very watch, highly <laughs> recommend. Watch all three there on Netflix. This One is, more
0: time, the name of it. It's it's,
4: it's,
2: it's it's called the Red Riding trilogy because
0: like Red Riding Hood. Ju- yeah, but it's yeah. just but like Red, Red riding. riding. It's just yeah. Red Riding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, riding yeah.
2: But the but if you go on Netflix, it, you, you, it the if the titles Red are riding, Yeah. If you search Red Riding, they'll up, come up. But the movies are 1974, 1980, 1983. Yeah and um very very highly recommended and i just want to say some at least one person tweeted us back and and really enjoyed underbelly and props to 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 them i definitely their uh, name i don't i don't remember it was
3: was when we uh
2: it was when we when i recommended underbelly uh i think it might have even been on the combat jack show um but um uh, you know Watch Underbelly, but definitely check yeah. out uh, the Red Riding trilogy, 1974, 1980, 1983. Also,
4: highly recommend the books if you're interested. Yes, they're, yeah. they're excellent. Um, I bought them for like three bucks on Amazon. So I was just going to ask you can I get them on Amazon? <laughs> Perfect.
0: All righty. Um, well, Jamie, I think you wanted to speak about.
4: Yeah the um,
0: finale of Doctor Who is yeah, it? yeah,
4: which is a good tying because hey Andrew Garfield and David Morrissey were on uh Doctor Who hey, episodes. nice segue I, I, which actually I have to say that if you ever want to sit down and watch um the Christmas episodes of Doctor Who are usually standalone and they're very like they're a little cheesy because they're they're the idea is that you sit down with your family on Christmas Day and watch it it's like a very big British thing um but David Morrissey is on an episode with David Tennant and I'm sure everyone out there is really familiar with him as, um, you know, who is the governor. The governor, right? yeah. 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 Um, and, and he's so just ridiculous on that. Um, so to see him on Doctor Who playing this really happy, cheesy character. Wow, yeah. It's, I mean, you just have to do it for fun because it's just get the image of him like with his his eye patch and like shooting people and then watch that and it's hilarious. But um, but no, yeah. So um, Saturday is the big Doctor Who. Oh, so finale. the final
0: has the finale hasn't happened yet. Finale's happening
4: uh, this, this Saturday. This Saturday, okay. Um, and it's a really, really big deal. Um, so when uh, Steve, uh Stephen Moffat took over as head writer of Doctor Who, um, he really kind of changed the. And you also had Matt Smith coming on as the Doctor, so that both happened at the same time. And he really um kind of focused on the Doctor's past and made the Doctor's name. This enigma because he's always the doctor yep. and so you've had 11 doctors since yep. 1963 but he's the doctor so he's kind of turned it into this big deal and so um the name of the doctor is the name of this episode Stephen moffat wrote it and so we're finally going to find out the name of
2: See, I think, that, I think that's I think that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, well, but- like he's always the doctor and he's got and it's a different person. And I just feel like like they really made a big deal when they were gonna lead up to telling you what Kramer's name was oh. on Seinfeld. <laughs> I forgot about that. And it's like whatever they were gonna do, it just was gonna ruin the whole fact mm. that he was just Kramer and they yeah. came his name was Cosmo, mm. Cosmo yeah. Kramer. And I just I felt like the way maybe people did when they landed on the moon in 1969. Like there was a certain mystery that was taken mm. out of Kramer, the same way. Like you could never look up at the moon again the same way. And I just feel like you can never <laughs> wow. look at Kramer this. And I feel like it's going to happen with Doctor well, Who.
1: Here's the thing. Like the, do- like, do the doctor. Do you think it's sacrilege for them to reveal I don't, his name? I don't.
2: Yeah, I think that after 50 years or however long, like it's like it, like to to do that now. I, I, I just think it, it would be, uh, it, yeah. I, I, but on the other hand, I you know, I, I, you know what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that's my, that's my point of view, here's, though. Here's I the thing think about it, you know, is,
4: is that I, with Stephen Moffat, it's never straight up. And so I don't think it's just going to be like, my name's Bob. You know, right. it, it's obviously there's going to be some huge thing. And so I know nothing. I have not seen it, so I'm not going to spoil anything. But from what I've, there's a few people who ordered, um, pre-ordered you know the they split the season into two halves so the second half which is currently on which is going to happen they got their dvds early oh wow i mean how funny is that so yeah. they actually got to watch last week's episode which neil Gaiman wrote which is right cool. uh, with the Cybermen. with the Cybermen, yeah. and they got to see the finale and so they got to see it early so the
0: spoilers are everywhere then
4: right but they're not which is cool wow. because um people wow, respect the bbc found out about this, and basically pleaded with the internet, keep the secret, and we'll give you little teaser videos, and we promise it'll be worth a while. And people really have. The exception is um, somebody hacked Wikipedia and put the doctor's name.
3: Damn. Um, which, Damn. but
4: But they immediately took it down. So not wow. many people saw it, and yeah. the internet was actually like, heads up, don't go to Wikipedia. Wow. So that was cool. Um, but what I've understood is Clara is the current companion and if you watched season the early the first episode of this season was really cool. They go into the Asylum of the Daleks, which is a Dalek prison. And that's the guy I have on my shirt right now who yeah. is like the doctor's big enemy. Yep. And so it was crazy because you see Daleks that were um there's a special ward of Daleks that got so messed up because of what the doctor did to them oh, that shit. they were so just uncontrollable. That that's where they were. So th- they bring out these dark little sides that yeah. are kind of so, yeah, crazy. Yeah. So they're showing
0: like more than just the Daleks as being like this
4: this cornball like salt shaker. Right. Yeah. Um, or, so... <laughs> or like just this
0: has no feeling or whatever. Shaka, right. I yeah. show,
4: and so it was really cool. And so anyway, you meet this ca- this character who um, is played by Jenna Louise Coleman, and she the big reveal, which I mean this has been out for months, is that she was a Dalek. They already kind of turned her into Dalek. Okay. And then you find out she's the new companion. And so that, that's always been, been the thing of like, well, well, how? How is she the new companion? And she's a Dalek. So, so now you're going to find out who Clara is. It's the same actress. You're going to find out who she is. And I've heard that. You find out they do um, like a segment and then the credits roll. And I've heard it's so good that you want to see it again. And then they show it again later. <laughs> oh, wow. But people have said it's phenomenal. It's mind-blowing. It is... For classic Whovians who are just, you know, very hard to please, that they're going to be blown out of the water. So, I just wanted to say something about it because it's just, I've heard it's such a big deal. And you found out the doctor's name, which is, you know.
0: Okay, I've got a question of someone who's seen, the only thing I know about doctor who is the Dalek. The Dalek, Mm -hmm. so I know he has uh, the screwdriver, right? Yep, Sonic Screwdriver. Sonic Screwdriver. But uh, my concept or idea of it, I heard, is that each doctor, like each actor, Mm -hmm. is a different doctor. Is that what it is?
4: Personality. It's the same person from for 50 years. It's the same Same guy. But what happens is when he um, gets killed, he regenerates, yep. and so you know, of course, like but you turn into. You lost what, what was right. cool is that David Tennant, when it was his like final episode, um, he mentions that you know when I start regenerating, I tech, I you know I'm the same person, but a new person walks away. I die, and a new man kind of walks away. Yeah, because oh. you get a new face. Yeah, and if you look at, um, which I think is a credit to Matt Smith, his doctor is so different from David Tennant, who really kind of made the role his own i mean yeah yeah. yeah. um and so and matt smith's a phenomenal doctor so it's a whole new personality but yeah he has those memories so you know for example so this um, is like a
0: 50 year running show now
4: yeah so and and that sorry that was the other thing i wanted to say is that um basically this season finale is going to lead into the 50th there's a huge 50th anniversary episode happening in november wow and so this is this episode is going to basically get you there and so that, that's another big deal. They've sent out little teaser pictures. And so David Tennant and Matt Smith have been there. And Crazy. that's another thing where you're like, how is David Tennant, you know? I mean, Back in it? Yeah, yeah which okay. is going to be fun. So, you know, I, I'm really excited about it. But
0: David Tennant is the curly-haired. Brown? No, no. no that's, David, that's Tom Baker, yeah, I Tom think. That's Baker. the one I know. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like yeah. the He's image of the a doctor. a very famous doctor. Yeah. Yeah. He was like
2: in the 70s. Yeah,
0: yeah that's how David I know. David
4: Tennant was actually in Harry Potter um, oh. in uh, Goblet of Fire.
0: Who was he? Who was he? He
4: was Barty Crouch Jr. So he was the, um, when Harry goes back and is in Dumbledore's memory and the Death Eater um, that they reveal, it it was the guy's son. And so, and then and, and at the very end when Moody remember he was drinking the polyjuice potion yeah anyway he turns into David Tennant
3: <laughs> I'm so, so lost so if you ever want to <laughs> <if you laughs> well, I, I
4: know I know what you're talking about yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah so that's David Tennant he's a really really great actor and um his doctor is people his people
2: awesome. like his doctor people love
4: his doctor yeah. but yeah. I you know Matt Smith is my doctor and I I, you know, I love them both so anyway awesome um, big finale Saturday doctor's night name Saturday what night BBC America 9 p.m. and then you'll get Set up for November So And,
2: Alrighty. and at 9pm Orphan Black Oh I'm comes sorry It's
4: 8pm Because 9pm Is Orphan right. Black My bad And I was going to say
2: Yeah Which yes. I am I, It's probably my favorite uh, New show Certainly my favorite I've New genre show I've heard such
4: good things Since I you just, said I that I think
2: uh, Yeah I don't know If either of you Have watched it I know Ben Amin Hasn't watched it But um, I. you know Orf- Orphan Black Is is great And it's probably Only halfway through The season yeah. Six episodes It's on my
4: DVR So I'm going to get And I think
2: you can Watch yeah, them all on demand You can watch them all On demand somewhere Someone tweeted that And I really highly recommend it.
0: I was actually going to call you this week because somebody was asking me for a show and I was like, black, black, but I couldn't remember (laughs) what the other part of it was. So I didn't even get to... Black Dynamite. Yeah, I was like, you know. Hey, speaking of Black Dynamite, one of the best movies ever, but that's a whole other episode. We got to get Michael J. White on here, for real. Um... Not much left. I wanted to talk about the new Pacific Rim trailer, you yes. know, which... That's since, the
2: movie. I mean, that is the movie of the summer. I'm, yes. looking, forward I'm looking forward to that, forward actually.
1: To yeah. Since
0: I've seen Star Trek already, and I cannot talk about it since <laughs> everyone else hasn't seen it <laughs> right. in Sorry. the room yet. I, we'll I'm, talk about it next week. Yeah, yeah, I'm most definitely looking for. I think Pacific Rim is going to be the movie of the summer that most people are sleeping on and turns out to be probably one of the best ones.
1: I don't understand why people sleep on it. I will say, personally, I didn't feel that this new trailer revealed much. No. I but the one part that I did that did strike me as a little odd was that I realized that for all the Jaegers, which are the giant robots that there are two pilots yep mm. that I had a question about because I, yeah because they're silly one yeah that because they're doing the same action now it's one thing of like one pilot's in charge of like Tactics or something yeah. like that. And the other one's in charge of like the motor skills, things like that. But they're both like if they have to punch, they both gotta mm. punch. And they it and their, them their minds are synced. I thought it was gonna be more like like Evangelion, where it's like one pilot, yeah, yep. you know, physiologically linked to the the mm. the robot or machine, whatever you want to call it, and that. It's like, you know, something happens to the robots, the same thing happens to the person. Right. Like yeah. I thought I thought it was gonna be like that. So when I saw two people, I was just like, well, I don't understand.
2: Or if there are two people you would think it would be like in Top Gun where like one guy is yeah. spotting right, right. and navigating. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Or something you know. anything like that.
1: Yeah. And, and maybe I'm a you know, maybe I'm a I'm a tech or a mecha snob. Like most of the ones most of the, the you know, shows I like one. They yeah. have one pilot. Yeah. There's there's a couple that have two, but they one is doing different Robotech things. Has
3: one, you
4: know, yeah. yeah, you know, they're side by side doing the exact same thing. So right, like right. both weird, walking you know? in unison yeah. that was weird to yeah. me right. to see them
0: walk and then yeah. they, the robot walks
1: Gundam, Evangelion yeah. Big O like all that type of stuff um, yeah. Esclaflonate like, like like all this type of stuff is always one person yeah. so I'm just like what's or happening Or like you said yeah. two different roles and it yeah. doesn't seem that way so I I didn't understand I that but it still looks awesome.
2: Yeah, it's I, it still looks incredible. Looks incredible. It, it it could I mean look, it could be end up being something like, you know, The Battle of Los Angeles, which was yeah. terrible. But it's I Mo- hope it's not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Del it has Toro. a really it has a, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got really good um what's the uh director what, what, pedigree. Yeah, yeah, pedigree. Mm-hmm. Wow, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that yeah. was the word I was looking for. It
4: had a little it reminded me a little of Tron Legacy, some of the the visuals, yeah. especially right. Inside. I can see that. Um, yeah, when especially when cold. they're doing in the Jagers, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, um I didn't know much about the you know, I, I, I saw the trailer, I guess that was a teaser trailer a couple months back. Yeah. And I just was like, eh, whatever. Um, so, so seriously, <laughs> but, but
1: you were like, "Oh, giant robots!" here Yeah, now. I was just like,
4: a, you know, I've seen this before. So yeah. then, it, with this trailer, it was nice because, like you mentioned, you got the story, and yep. I didn't know the story, mm-hmm. so that was cool. It was like, "Oh, here's what the right. whole premise is," which I think did it justice yep. for someone like me who is clueless. Oh you know? yeah, I didn't really care I was before. just like, "Oh, there's Jax. Oh, Idris Elba. I'm down." Yeah. You know, yeah, <laughs> the interest. you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna see that." That's how it won my vote. But now yeah. I'm like, "Oh, the story's cool." You know, the like cool. Hamdall is in this. I'm
0: going. <laughs> <laughs> the um I, I saw not in the trailer, but I was looking at the Pacific Rim Twitter account and they posted this picture that's not in the trailer or any of the scenes that I've seen so far, but it's like from the Smithsonian Museum of this movie and they have the skull of one of the monsters in the Smithsonian. Oh, one of the Kaiju. Wow, yeah, cool. and it's a dope ass shot and it's like the um caption was something like what was once feared now has become like not respected, but they use another word for it, and so it's like all these people in this, you know, museum just looking at this giant skull, and I thought that was really ill how they did that. So I'm like I said before, I've been talking about Pacific Rim for a When's long time now. When's it supposed to open? Like, is this is this like two months away or no? It's is like, like June. It's
2: like, June. It's like oh, a wow. few
0: weeks away. Yeah, it's like wow. a few if, weeks away. If that much, yeah. yeah. Right. And I, I mean, they haven't done as much promotion because, like, when I mention it to like average Joes on the street, I'm right, like, they what yeah, the hell? Yeah, the
1: promotion is not on the level of like a
2: Marvel movie. Or, oh, like there. Superman or anything. Yeah. Well, and there's also so many of these genre. Like, like I'm seeing the trailers now for After Earth. All yeah, the time. yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, you know. Which I don't know. Nobody's interested in that. I actually, there's a human element to that that actually makes me. I'm not you interested know, in I saw, anything. M. N- no. I saw
1: M. Night Shyamalan. You talk about Forever oh, Earth. And that's yeah. why I was just like. Uh. Oh, wait, wait,
2: wait. Did M. Night Shyamalan? Yes, director- he did. Oh, director- yes. yes. yes.
1: Uh, that might oh, be did, why, oh, you have, why people aren't saying much. Oh, because yeah. I, mean, I, I did didn't not see that. realize that yeah. at yeah. all. Yeah.
2: Okay. I, I actually guessed the thing in the first M. Night Shyamalan movie. And I did like the comic book one, but I had a lot of issues with it. But I mean, he's literally my least favorite director. He's like him or Brett Ratt. Like, literally, Ooh. you know, are literally that's my two. That's a tough two. one. Ask, and maybe Michael Bay. I was just you know. gonna bring him up. Yes, you know. <laughs>
1: right. And, uh, and, and, you know, I noticed people think, like, this is a Michael Bay movie, um, Pacific Rim, so that's yes, why they're no, like, I know oh, no.
2: But no, it's no not, God, it's not no. That. Yes, God, <laughs> no. I did not know that I'm not. See, I was M Knight, yes. sort of... That's why people are kind of like, I don't know. was turning me off was Will Smith's weird accent. Yes. And Jaden
0: so, Smith being in the movie. Right,
2: but I actually think that the father-son thing could work. Like, see, they
4: are, they're playing that up, and I had no clue that yeah. that was it yeah. no clue.
2: i actually do think that the father the fact that their father and son are, like in the same way that nicole kidman and tom cruise being in that mm-hmm. stanley kubrick movie when they were married oh, yeah, that was great right. you know that um, they
1: would play I, off of each other and they've they've done it before it's been right. like small like yeah, like pursuit of, pursuit of happiness, happiness. Right. Right. willow was in very briefly but she was in um i am legend Right. Yeah. as a little girl so i mean I, I they do play off of each other very right. well
2: I just, and I, I loved the first half of I, of I Am Legend, and I didn't mm-hmm. like the second half. Yeah, Like, when it was just Will Smith and the dog, like, yeah, I could have watched yeah. that for, like, two and a half yeah. hours. Yeah, it was you great. You know what I mean? Like, just them doing stuff yeah. in this world was awesome. Yeah.
0: No, I love Will, but Jaden just, yeah, I'm, I'm not really pressed for that. Yeah, I,
2: I I take anything, any, yeah, and, and, and M. I did not know that M. Night yeah. Shyamalan was
0: you
1: think, you think we could get the studio for Pacific Rim to give us passes, man? Oh, wow. <laughs> hey,
0: uh, studio... <laughs> studio, <laughs> random name. Hollywood studio, right. you know. If you want to give us passes, Pacific we Rim. We're to
2: see it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We we'll get people in there, man. You know, we'll
0: bring people along. We
4: said it was the movie to be, was- yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, man. We that just said that. Now. The Absolutely.
0: movie to see of the summer, Pacific Rim. Yep. yep. Coming out soon, Pacific <laughs> Rim. <laughs> to a theater
2: near you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> In IMAX, directed right. by Gil Del Toro. Yo, for all this, yeah, man, we,
2: should be, we should be sitting on Idris Elba's uh, lap. When Whoa. We see it. You know, I, I mean, mean, for all this. I mean, me, me and James <laughs> like, yo, know, we, we do if that for we you. I have
3: to. If I have
2: to. <laughs>
1: You need to put on an outfit too? I'll do it If, yeah, I, I mean, if, it, it's if for it really good has the team, to be done
4: For the good of the team Attack, it attack, attack,
1: attack. <laughs>
0: Alrighty I, I think I think that's about it for this week
1: right? I think mean, we could put the sexy back in the story <laughs> Just ask
2: This Elba coming to Wonder Woman <laughs> And on that note Yeah um, <laughs>
0: Well, once again, I have to thank Jamie and Tatiana for coming through. <laughs> me too. Um, thank you,
1: guys. Thank you. Thank do you, I you very I mean, I'm thanking
2: you too, not that you're <laughs> supposed to thank <laughs> 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 me.
0: Um, do you have any shout-outs for anybody?
1: Uh, just the usual shout outs. Shout-out to the – well, first shout-out to the fan, bro. Shout-out to Combat Jack for letting me on this show again, yeah, man. I, hey, thank you. come on you, now. But, hey, you know. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> Some people don't like me. I don't know. Uh, we
2: we invited you. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I, well, I
1: appreciate it, guys. I I, I really do. I, I love coming on here. I have a great time. Yeah. Thank uh, you. As, as usual, I'm gonna just plug my Twitter at uh, Tatiana King. My website, Love at First Bite. That's the number one S T and then B Y T E. Uh, and the, this is Tatiana King, the Grand Duchess of Tech. All righty, cool. Uh, I'll give a shout out to Idris Elba. You know. <laughs>
4: Pacific Rim
2: I mean I'll be your I'll be
1: your your Jaeger partner I'll put
2: on the suit You'll walk in tandem I'll walk in tandem with you
1: I'll do do it
4: Oh Oh, man But no thank you guys for having me on
0: A lot of things in tandem but not walking
4: (laughs) All right
0: Jamie So yeah Any other shout outs Um, No (laughs)
4: just you know Thank you guys Because it's always fun Coming here and, And getting to talk About fun stuff And um, I'm Jamie Ruggetti on Twitter. If you are a Doctor Who fan or want to talk about comics, hit me up. Sports, whatever. Um, and yeah, Red Riding, do it seriously.
2: Right. Chico, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Shum and Dwayne, our uh, behind the scenes. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. We don't get
0: Chris Morrow also.
2: Yeah, yes, yes. but uh, Sir Chris. Yeah. So uh, just just a shout out to them. We couldn't uh, the show couldn't happen without them, and. Uh, you know, we'll be back, uh, same bad channel, same, <coughs> same bad time next week.
0: All right, and uh, I'd like to shout out everyone who listens. Once again, go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, leave a comment, check out our SoundCloud page. Loudspeakersnetwork.com is coming. Let me say that again. Loudspeakersnetwork.com is coming pretty soon. We'll be on there. There will also be an official fanbroshow.com pretty soon, so get ready for that. Um, other than that, leave me a comment. People are telling me that I need a superhero name myself. I can't be just DJ Ben Amin, so if you have any suggestions for that, we'd like to hear it. Also, remember our question of the week is, who did it best? Uh, what writer or artist team did you think was the best on Batman? And hit us up, you know, leave us a comment. Hit us on the Twitter, Fan Bros Show. You can hit us at the Gmail, Fan Bros Show at Gmail. And thank you all for tuning in. It's another episode of Fan Bros. Fan Bros.